we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie Vidal. Don't be political properly. Be free. Hello, hello, welcome everybody. I'm so glad to hear and see, not here. I'm so glad to see that y'all are here. Um, we have Philip Drake tonight, our um, next president of the United States for 2024. This is his meet and greet. He's going to be touring America with his family in a truck and trailer um, so he can meet you guys. Um, he can be here to ask some questions, but definitely learn his story, see how he got here and everything. But before we get to that, my whole movement is the Constitutionist Movement, as y'all may know. I'm definitely moving forward. I will not be, after the primaries in Texas, I will not be supporting any Republican candidate, no matter how much they say they're a Constitutionalist. Once you really wake up and see things, you just don't want to support a party anymore, especially when you see the party's a problem. And one problem that I've noticed is that they don't want to go to particular areas or neighborhoods and reach out to certain people. And a lot of Republicans consider themselves as Christian conservatives. But as Christians, the Bible has told us that you have to look out for the widows. You have to look out for the hungry and the poor. We don't need the government to do those kind of things, but we need to do those kind of things as community. What I'm trying to do is build us a community where on my website, notpoliticalproperty.com, it's on my bio and everything here, and it's easy, notpoliticalproperty.com. We are not their property. So what I'm trying to do there is it's growing, developing as we go. Um, but what I'm doing is adding different things on there. So you guys can use them as tools in your communities, in your neighborhood. I'm not Santa Claus. I can't go make it to everybody in one night. If I could, that'd be amazing. Man, imagine if, if everybody who's running for office or anything was able to drop off everything in one night. But that's fairy tale land and we're in the real world. So I'm working on this week um, and this weekend to have some flyers up information what you could do is print off yourself instead of you guys donating you know twenty thousand thirty hundred thousand dollars to me directly to print off these things or have them mailed to people like a mailer during campaigns for elections which is very very expensive um i'm gonna look to you guys i put the flyers on my website and in your area you can print it off and then you can go to different communities and sometimes you may be afraid to go to communities but you when you're armed by god and you're doing his work do not fear um we we are going to, we're going to win regardless and i honestly don't think people are necessarily as bad as the, people think they are 
a lot of them are hurting and they just need answers, solutions. They turn to the Democrats or Republicans to answer those solutions for them and they're not. And at this point, what they just don't want to really involve anything. And then how can someone go and stand up for something in their rights if they don't know about it? I've been standing up for them and caring about them for a long time and speaking on it because I knew about them at a really young age. So our goal is to make sure we educate people so when we do have um, de- police departments or sheriff departments that enforce unconstitutional laws, people know, wait a minute, as a, a collective community, not as one person, going and saying, hey, you are pushing unconstitutional laws on us. Guys, stop this. Go to your council meetings. Go to your um, uh, county commissioner meetings. And, you know, we don't, some people don't even show up. They don't go to those things at all. And I'm not saying, like, that's going to be the end-all, be-all, but when people have this strong conviction to go and do something and they know what they're doing is right, you'll have better results. It's not just the Republican people. They have some campaign and they're sending all their little friends and groupies out to the commissioners to to make a scene so they can go viral. Okay? This isn't about being popular. It's not being viral. It's about our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties. We have been, our government has been gone rogue for a long time. And we as Americans have sat there and thought that we were the saviors of the world like we're the good guys. But now if you actually look into it, it turns out we're not so good after all. And that's on us. Those people represent us. So it's up to us to to go against that. And then what better time to do that than now? When you see both parties are not in favor of the people at all, what is a better time to find someone that's an independent, especially a presidential candidate, um, running? I think this time of any time, it's, it's more is more vital and important for us to focus on someone who will actually represent us. I don't want to be represented by a party. I am not a slave to a party. This is not, the constitution wasn't even talk about parties. So when we have to come down to this and have this discussion, we are responsible for defending our rights. It's our duty. And then we're not going to do that by depending on someone else to do it. So without further ado, Philip, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I hope all you guys are doing well. How about you? You doing good, Donnie? I'm doing the best I can be. (laughs) I'm blessed. I'm blessed. (laughs) Well, good deal, good deal. Hopefully everybody else is doing well, too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to speak to you guys, and I promise you that I'll answer all the questions that I possibly can. Um, I just have one policy whenever I do answer questions. I, I don't like to give my opinion. I like to base everything off the Constitution. And, and you know, my personal opinion doesn't matter. It's only what the Constitution states. Um, and I will promise you this. If you ask me a question that I cannot answer, I will tell you that I cannot answer it, and I'll get back with the answer later. So... I'm ready to speak to people if, if if anybody wants to say hello or or ask questions or whatever. In a second. Well, we'll get to them in a second. So what got you to this route? What made you want to run in the first place? Um, honestly, I think that's probably one of the scariest things to run for, especially with the corruption and the, the getting Clinton and things like that. So what made you want to run? And then why are you so um, brave and strong about it? You're not afraid to go up against the establishment. Well, I mean, we have to, you know, I, I've got two small children and I want them to grow up and, and, and have a country. I want them to have freedom. I want my grandchildren to have freedom. Uh, my oldest is three. My, my youngest is a year and a half old. And I promise you, if I don't stand up and do something about it, they'll have nothing. 
guaranteed 100 percent they'll have nothing so as a father i have to do it as a, a a godly man i have to do it i have to look out for 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 the people around me the people in my country you know um and as far as being brave there's no bravery i mean it's just i know god protects me so i i'm i fear nothing fear no man no beast no nothing um if i do show any fear then it's like in my the way i feel about it is if you show any fear and you don't stand firm for what you believe in that's like spitting an eye of god and i don't think i really want to do that if he tells me he'll protect me he'll protect me if he says that he wraps me in his armor that i'm good if he tells me to pick up the sword and go fight i'm picking it up and i'm going to go fight it's that simple you know and and not only that but the issues that we have with our country it's not that difficult as common sense you know i it, i don't know any other way to put it it's just common sense there, there's it, there is no problem in our country that is going to be difficult to fix it i'm sorry it's just not you you just you go straight you 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 go to the constitution and you use common sense that's it nothing more nothing less and as far as you're talking about being clinton or or whatever, man, I don't even worry about that. I, my my wife and I has had that conversation. I don't worry about that. They can JFK me. They can uh, Epstein me. What? Or they can. I, it, it, it's a waste of my time to even think of it. You know, I know God's got my back, and I know the people in my country's got my back, so we're good. So a lot of times we get people who are running for office and they have credentials like, oh, I was an attorney or I was a judge or or I went to an Ivy League school or I have a, this I'm a business owner and I have all this money. Um, and, you know, you're a farmer. So for me, they, they I feel like they've known they're being groomed for those positions for their whole lives that people have put them or in the military. I've military being a police. Those are the biggest credentials people need to look at. Oh my gosh, they have to have these credentials in order for me to support them and vote for them. And you're a farmer. And that's a very important role in this country. And I think people are going to really, really see how important that role is. Now, when you keep putting the wrong people in office, you're going to see how hungry people will turn, how expensive it's going to get. And you won't even probably even have access to decent food. But then you have, you know, regular working business owners, small business owners who get crapped on all the time and the farmer is like a small business owner so you're different right you're just you're you're a regular guy you run for office and so people are going to look at those things but we have to kind of change our mindsets when it comes to that because you can't expect something different if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you can't expect to be oh i'm gonna support this person just because i got this person's endorsements it's set up like that on purpose how come you don't remember certain people who ran for office? Do y'all know who Mama Joe is? She ran as Libertarian twenty uh, in uh, twenty twenty. May not even know who she is. I mean, you guys probably know who it is, but a lot of other people didn't. So, as a farmer, in the Constitution, everything. How do you think that would really benefit us um, as a country as a whole? Um, and then, have you seen things that's happened with the farmers that no one ever talks about, never goes viral um, with the government's overreach? Um, yeah, I mean, 
You know, right now the government the government is trying to destroy the farmers because um, you know, and I'm not saying this because I am one, but we we are the backbone of the country. I mean, we feed the people, you know, and and it's I believe it was last year out west, the government um, goes in and says, well, if you destroy your crops, we'll pay you a little bit more money, and if you refuse, then you'll never get any. Um, um, you, you won't be able to reach out and get the government loans that, that we offer anymore. So, um, and there was a shortage of corn in the United States, which was not only driving the food up high, but it was driving the feed up high, you know, that we feed the cattle that, that, that you know, it, it, it's all a game to them. And then it turned around and they, we find out that, that they had us destroy our crops and we had one of the best yields that we've, we've ever had. Just so they could go buy, I believe it was China they were buying it from. And I believe they were buying some from Ukraine too, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I know they were buying a lot from China. But they just tell us, you know, this is, this is what you have to do. If you don't do it next year or the year after when you don't have a good crop and you come to the USDA and you ask for a loan, we're going to tell you to piss off. So what do you do? You kill your crop. You don't have any other choice. You know, and... and I mean, they treat us like shit. I don't know any other way to put it. it but you got to feed your family. So what do you do? Now, I'm a little different. Um, I have never accepted a USDA loan. I refuse to do the, the, the census that they send out for farmers. Um, I, you know, I do have a family to feed and stuff, but... God provides, so so I'm good. I mean, I I've always been one to kind of go against that. I always were. I would just always tell them to piss off. And hey, look, last year I was farming forty one thousand acres, so it's not a a small operation. So I, the fact that I was telling having that much land, tell them to piss off. I mean, you know that that was recognized, but um, most people and then, just and Philip too. Then you notice both parties don't seem to have an issue with Bill Gates buying up a bunch of that farmland. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then another piece real quick, too. Um, also, when a family owns a farm and then the kids move to the city, whatever, and they end up selling it to someone else, that that that, that property you own, a piece of our freedom, you is gone. And who's buying up that land? And how do you know they're not poisoning your food? Especially, I mean, I'm not trusting nothing that came off of Bill Gates' um, farm because he wants depopulation. Also, um, he wants us to eat dirt. Um, he don't want us to eat meat. So I don't know what he's trying to do there, but I think that's a big problem um, for our nation. And we can't have that. No, I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's something that we can't have. And that goes back to the common sense part of it, you know. Um, if, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't matter if it's about farming or, or anything. As a matter of fact, if it doesn't make sense, it's because it's, it doesn't make sense. It's that simple. You know, I, I don't understand how people fall for it. But but another thing that uh, if you guys research it, you'll see what the government's all, also doing to farmers the head of the household, the men of the farms, there is a high suicide rate, a very high suicide rate. Because the government, if they want to choose to come in and take your property, 
let's say let's say you're third or fourth generation you've been on that land you've been working it you know blood sweat and tears your whole family and then they come in and they decide they want to take it don't think you're going to stop them they're going to take it they're absolutely going to take it they'll find some way to screw you over to where you to where you're going to take it and you'll never hear anything about it because farmers are are, are for the most part are not a, a very vocal people you know they they keep to themselves they work so whenever the government comes in and screws them over I mean, they take it and a lot of the heads of the households a lot of the men end up committing suicide you know and and it's sad but and and that that in my opinion, they did not kill themselves. They were killed by the government. Doesn't matter what hand was used. And and that is a huge issue. I mean, you know. But that goes back to two. I mean, American and America American Americans, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to look at it doesn't matter if you're a farmer, small business owner, it doesn't matter if you work for a small business, it doesn't matter. We gotta look out for one another. All right, we got to stop this crap to where we're allowing our government to look out for other countries. You know, we have to stop. It's BS. We just have to stop it. And and we can stop it. Don't ever think that we can't stop it. You know, if a farm boy from South Carolina that moved to South Texas can stand up and fight corrupt politics, shit, anybody can do it. So let's pivot to that. You fighting corrupt politics. So a lot of times we have um, issues where we have people who say they're constitutionalists, they're conservative, they're freedom fighters, and they care about all these things. But when certain things, like if I bring up, oh, y'all love Ron DeSantis so much, why are the red flag laws in, in Florida? So what have you done personally to combat this? Um, I, I know you have a long laundry list of uh, things you've done, but let's focus on one of them, which is really big. When people's rights are being infringed on, um, and they, they came to you, hey, Philip, um, I need your help. These people's rights are being infringed on. What can you do? What okay, can you? Um, well, you got to educate people. And, and that's the main thing. And, and like an example, I think this is what you're getting at. There, there's an association called the United States Human. What is it, Donnie? I forgot. And I work with them. United, United States Human Defense League. That's what it is. So I got a call from them because I, I know the guy that started it. And uh, he called me and he goes, I need to make you a field investigator. I said, for what? He goes, because I need you to go up into a little town in North Texas. And he goes, he goes, I need you to get some guys out of jail. I said, they were, it was a race. It was a racial thing on top of an unconstitutional thing, which is unconstitutional as well. But he said, can you go up there? I said, sure, I'll go up there. I mean, I literally got in a truck and drove, like, I think it was about nine hours or something. Got there at 3 a.m. and forced them to release those nine gentlemen by 10 a.m. the next morning. They had already stayed over the due process. They had already been over there 72 hours. Uh, they were trying to seize their property. After I left and, and told them they had to be out by 10 a.m., me and another gentleman, we rode over to the property and actually made the police leave. Um and and you know when i went up there um um whenever i introduced myself i entered i introduced myself with the united states human defense league and they just kind of looked at me and they're like yeah who cares so i pulled up on my phone where i was approved with the fec for a presidential candidate 
And I said, well, if you don't know what that is, do you know what this is? And they changed from from um, from basically treating me like crap to calling me Mr. Drake and listen. And I realized something then. I said, you know what? If I can do that with an email that just basically states that I'm running for president, imagine what difference I can make if I was actually president. Like it, it would, it would be amazing, you know. And and I think we'll get to a part to one of the things I want to do about unconstitutional laws later, unless you want to touch on it now, Donnie. But um, I mean, that's it. You just got to stand up. You got to know your rights. You, you definitely got go ahead. Let's, let's pivot into that because that's really important. Well, People okay. make a lot of promises. They never get, they don't get kept. So if you have someone who actually went and did something, took nine hours, didn't ask for any money to do something, imagine what they could do. They would keep their promises to help people. So when it comes to unconstitutional laws, please go ahead. So any law that is passed, whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. It goes back to your opinion, doesn't matter on this. If it goes against the Constitution, that law within itself is then illegal. So enforcing that law is illegal. Okay. One of the things that 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 I, I'm not going to say I want to do because I'm going to do it. I am going to freaking do it. Um, if you were ever convicted of an unconstitutional law, all right, or you are now car- incarcerated for an unconstitutional law, I give you my word, if I become president, you will get a presidential pardon immediately as soon as I get into office. I don't care if it's 100,000 people or 500,000 people. It doesn't make a difference to me. We're going to figure out how to get it done, and we're going to get it done, and we're going to get it done quick. Now, I'm not a big guy on free education, but if you are going to help out a lot of people, you can't just set them out on the street and say, okay, go fend for yourself. And I don't believe in handing out money, so we're not going to hand them money. So what what we're going to do is I want to set up, instead of free colleges and free schools, I think the government should offer free trade schools. Let's teach somebody how to work. Let's teach somebody how to learn. Let's teach people how to contribute to society. And if we are going to free a lot of people that was, that was uh, uh, well, when we do free a lot of people that, that were convicted of an unconstitutional law and we put them back out on the streets, we got to have a place for them to go. All right? Listen, it's the taxpayers, myself included, I'm not blaming anybody, I'm, I'm throwing myself in there, that have let the government take the control that they have. So it's going to be the taxpayers that have to foot this bill, but that doesn't mean we got to raise taxes. I mean, hell, we just quit giving money to other countries that don't deserve it. You know, we just use that money for ourselves. But we, we have to do that. We're going to do that. I, I can't go into detail of how we do it because I know it can be done, but I still got a lot of work to do on it. But we are going to do it. If you were ever convicted of unconstitutional law, when I become president, no more. It's gone. So what you're offering are opportunities. America was built Absolutely. on opportunities. And that's what we should be focusing on, these handouts, these Oh, student forgiveness and all this extra stuff. First of all, it's illegal to sit there and try to to pay for a vote because that's that's offering me giving you a gift in order for you to support me. That's illegal. 
But what we're doing here is offering an opportunity to people who are wrongly treated, who are who we have we have prisoners of the state. That's what that is. When you are locked up for something unconstitutional, you're a prisoner of the state. So you have to offer an opportunity. And then people love the fact when um, other people talk about opportunities, having opportunity zones and things like that. But the thing is, we can't do the handout thing. We People are stuck dry here. So when it comes to, think about all the money they send to all these other countries, abortion clinics, all this stuff they should be sending money to. Well, this money can go to actually making, uh, having opportunities for the people in this country to make us a stronger country, community. Imagine if we knew someone was in trouble. Like, man, that's not right. That's not constitutional. They don't want to think like that. We all go and we parade for them. Uh Uh-uh. They didn't come out of there. What are y'all doing? You have kidnapped this person. This is kidnapping. This is hundreds of thousands of people. And what Philip was talking about, it's not just a couple thousand. It's just hundreds of thousands of people. And then they've lost their time, their family. They've lost their lives. And I think America can get behind supporting that, you know, and actually righting our wrongs. But all this other stuff, and you read these bills, they say, oh, this for this. And it has some pretty name like Patriot Act on it. And you see all this unconstitutional crap in it and fluff in it. Both parties have been doing it for a long time. Democrat Party's been around for, I believe, 194 years. Republican Party, I think, 176 years. Over 100 years on each of them. It's about time that we give someone else a chance. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, what's that called? Insanity. Let me pull up uh, Robert real quick. I'll do one question. We'll take a little break a little bit. Let y'all ask some questions. I'm going to pull Robert up as the next caller so you can ask um, questions. Um, so this conversation, we like we want to make sure we keep this focused on um, the campaign, what you're looking for in the president, and things like that. I know we have other things we want to talk about, but tonight this is focused on that because um, this is a recording. So when people come back and listen to it, they can have a smooth understanding of what's going on here. Um, so Robert, please go ahead and unmute your mic. Uh, what questions do you have for Philip? Okay, um, so the first uh, the first thing I'd like to say is I think this is a great uh, great town hall style thing, um, and Phil, I think what's amazing is the fact that there are so many people that have raised fam- families in poverty for centuries. And now I do while I do think that there's a minimum a minimum amount of money you should make if you're going to raise a family that that doesn't also shouldn't exclude you from having kids either because and, and it just seems like today we've gotten so materialistic so what what are your thoughts on on what people uh on how to responsibly raise a family and being financially well, that's kind of a two. I'm going to give you a two-part answer to that. I'm going to I'm going to give you uh, the, the common sense, and then I'm going to give you the personal, like what I personally did. Um, the common sense it goes back, you know, like like to the Constitution. We got to strip down the Constitution. We got to fix society. When we fix society, and it'll take a few generations. When we fix society, that'll get us away from all the materialistic stuff. That'll give us a way. 
get us away from from wanting or accepting handouts um, and people who get back to work, you know, uh, they'll respect themselves. A lot of people don't respect themselves. Okay. Um, so how do you expect them to respect their children or their spouse? You know, so, um, and, and everybody has an excuse, you know, everybody is the victim. It does. You got to listen to them. It doesn't mean that you got to believe them. Um, but on the other hand, we got to give those people an opportunity. We got to show them that they can make something of themselves, that they can better themselves. Okay. Um, I mean, that's what we have to do. It's, it's a societal thing. And as president, what, what I can do is lead the people in the right direction, surround myself by the correct people, you know, people that are much smarter than me. Um, and, and we have to teach first people have to learn their rights. That's first and foremost. Okay. You can't do anything if you don't know your rights. All right. Now, on the personal aspect of it, um, if you want to raise a family and you want to raise a family right, you have to work really hard. You have to work on your physically work really hard. Um, you can't take anything from anybody. You, for me, I had to get right with God. And you also have to sit down and you've got to figure, okay, can I afford one child? Can I afford two child? Can I afford five children? What can I afford? What can I do? Okay, uh, you also need to think that whenever you have a child, you're, you're contributing to the future. So let's say you have all the money in the world, but you're only able to have one child and have enough time for that one child and teach them how to be the correct way to contribute to the world, to themselves. But then you only have one child. So we just have to kind of get, we, ha we just have to, we, we have to break everything down to the fundamentals, what's right and what's wrong. I mean, that's it. It's that simple. Um, I, I told you I don't like I giving my... Huh? I want to ask that too. Like our our great great grandparents, from what I've seen, I'm from the Midwest. I'm in Texas now, but I'm, I'm from Indiana. On both sides, I guess all three of my sides in my family, um, my great grandparents had eight nine children. They weren't rich. They have a lot of money. What the government does is make living so expensive that you don't want to have more children. You don't. You can't. You can't. You can't afford them. This is by design. It's on purpose. But if you have it changed up, where you don't have people messing with your money, the inflation, because honestly, you think only gold and oil and stuff are valuable. Back then, they would have maybe someone would go trade chickens for some some milk, like how the community would work together. The our our families beforehand had big families. We've shrunk tremendously. Uh, my my dad still had a lot of kids, but overall, if you look at people now. A lot of times you see people don't have any kids. I, I don't have kids right now. Myself personally that I'm raising or anything like that. I don't have kids. Um, I'm 34 years old. There's quite a few people like myself who are in their 20s, late 20s, early, mid 30s who don't have kids yet. We can't afford it yet. You know, we, you know, we can't do it yet. But our grandparents started off quick. The man would establish their career, whatever they're doing, working. They have a wife. She took care of the kids. Um, she was teaching them everything. 
But now the parents have turned into the government. And that's the problem. It's like, okay, we'll make it really expensive for you, but we're going to need you to depend on us to raise your children. And we can tell you when we can't come and take your kids, even if it's right or wrong. Yeah, we, we have to stop this paying people to have children. We, it's got to stop. It's absolutely got to stop. Um, and, and look, that, that is just the government's way of controlling people. It is what it is. You know, it's just the government's way of controlling people. Um, We're going to stop doing that. We're not going to pay you to have babies. You're just not going to do it. Um, Yeah, and one more thing real quick. I'm going to put up another caller in a second. I'm going to hit these comment sections real quick. I was uh, talking earlier about what I'm trying to do on my website and everything. Um, And uh, Steve said that, um, he'd be definitely willing to print out stuff and post around Chicago areas around him. I appreciate that. We need to have more Steves. We need pe- more people like that because this is how we're going to do it. I'm not going to ask you guys to come and listen to me and then pay a thousand dollars to hear me speak because it's not about me. Right? So this is how I'm trying to think of how to financially do it to where we're actually involved. And instead of you giving me the money directly, you pay for it to get printed off and then you hand it out. Um, the next thing I see, Jet um, says, I'm in one right now. Okay, he's talking about the trade school stuff. I'm in one right now, a uh, sheet metal apprentice program. Shout out to local hashtag 68. That is amazing. Um, I, I, hopefully when you get done out of class, um, before we get out of here, you can kind of uh, express, you know, how that program is working for you and how it will really benefit you. And then um, – my friend John, uh, he's in Houston, by the way, I believe. If he, unless he left, I'm quite sure he's still there. Says U.S. population shrank in the last census. It did. I actually thought the the population was going to go up with COVID. Everybody being at home and out the work board. I thought everyone's going to have a bunch of babies, Netflixing and chilling. I didn't. I the the population went down tremendously, and it was actually record breaking how low the population went down here in this country. Flamethrower said, yep, people have asked and even demanded um, to know why I didn't want to get married and have kids when I was 25. I can't even afford my own house. Grocery prices are insane. $150 gets gets now what $50 did just a few years ago at Safeway. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, Flamethrower, for sure. So next, I'm going to pull up Cole. And by the way, anybody, um, if you want to hop in, I know Jenny and I have spoke recently and I actually had Philip listen to it. I know you're going to have some questions. You probably have your pen and paper and you're ready to fire. Whatever you want to, ma'am, please go ahead and do so. I'm going to pull up Cole um, as the next caller. And then after that, we'll get back to um, Philip and I having a discussion. And then I see you, Steve. I'm not, I'm not going to miss you. But I don't want, I want to kind of have a good flow. By the way, y'all can snip these. Anyone who's listening can snip these things and share them and download them as videos on your profiles. So your favorite things that you're hearing or whatever you don't like, do like, you can snip it. This is an amazing, amazing app. And I, I want people to really utilize it because it even has subtitles. Are the subtitles perfect? No. But you can kind of get an idea what someone's saying if you aren't able to hear. So I really like this app, and you guys can really use it to, like, use the snippets and get the information out. And I do want to hear from definitely Jenny and definitely John for a fact, because I know they had questions. Um, let me pull Cole in the queue. 
Let me, I also need to change my phone settings real quick too, because I have it um, shutting off in 30 seconds. So while we're talking, I have to keep refreshing and then you, you know, put my password in my phone so we can keep going. But Cole, you have the floor and then we're going to get, let Phil respond to you. Okay, Phil. What would you do about the southern border crisis and how would you keep building a wall so it will help the border draw agents out so they don't have to track miles and miles of ground? Okay, Cole, as you know, I live on the southern border, um, so I, I can be at a piece of the wall in like 15 minutes, so th this I do know a whole lot about. Um, yes, we need a wall. Wall needs to be built. Does the wall work? Not really. Um, the wall works better as a symbol just to kind of let people know, hey, look, we're serious. <laughs> If you're going to come here, you're going to come here right. Um, and it does help. It, it, it does benefit the Border Patrol agents and everything. But I'm going to tell you, you'll never see this on the media, but I'm going to tell you what the problem with the border is. The border, the problem with the border, and I live in a border town, so I know this for a fact, is the local politics. And it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter which side it is. It doesn't matter. They are so corrupt that what you say or what you vote on or what you decide you want to do, at the end of the day, it does not matter. What we have to do is force these local cartel politicians, and yes, I said cartel politicians, because that's what they are. We have to force them. If we can't get them out of office, we have to force them to do their job. We have to expose them for what they are. Um, and, and that's exactly what we have to do. I mean, the, the problem is not just because we don't have the wall finished. It's, it's, there's a list of problems that have to be fixed, you know? Um, and he remains in Mexico policy needs being forced. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I become president, you can bet me and the, the, the one, one, pretty one of the first few things I'm going to do, me and me and El Presidente of Mexico over is going to have a chat and he's going to understand that if he didn't put a stop to this, I'm going to call it what it is, a foreign invasion. And he'll know I'm being serious and he'll put a stop to it. Because at the end of the day, right now, we might seem weak in the eyes of the world. But we get a new leader in office, one that's not weak. The, the rest of the world knows how strong the American citizens are. They know we will not put up with no crap. So if you elect me and I go talk to El Presidente down there, I'll force him to put a stop to it. I mean, it, it, there's no you know other way. I like the exclamation more because what you're saying is like, you know, you physically him telling like you have to hold up your end of the bargain to protect their borders too, because if not, they're coming to your country and you're allowing it. This is an invasion. 
And then we, we what, what's the result from invasion? Don't, you know, when, you know, the other president we had recently in Iran, right? You know, he was like, I'm going to have him pay for the wall. Mm, that's not necessarily a solution. And I think also like, people said they wanted to come down here themselves and protect the border. And they said, oh, no, you can't do that. That's not legal. And so at this point, you have to look at it in this perspective, too. If they're coming across the border illegally, they, what they paint in their brain in the media is like, you're racist if you don't want them to come here. You don't care about the children. But who is vetting them? Do you want the American people vetting who comes in here or the cartel? Because the cartel is vetting who is coming across those borders. Because you're not getting across that border safely unless the cartel says it's okay. So, well, 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 you were talking about the vetting process. I was actually going to get to that. Now, I will tell the president that, you know, he needs to do something. But one thing that we do need to do is because, I mean, I know people in Mexico. I know really good people in Mexico. I, I, I don't have a problem with them. I mean, they're for not, there's some down there that are some of the nicest, hardest working, most honest people you'll ever meet in your life. And they live through hell. All right. And some of those do come across illegally. And the reason why they feel like they have to come across illegally is because the vetting process takes entirely too long. And that is something that, that, that is an issue that we have that we do need to work on. We do need to, to figure out a way to speed up the vetting process because I, I'm, I'm for not having open borders. But if we do have people that, that can contribute to society and they want to come here and we want them to come here, well, we need to get them over here. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's that simple. You know, everything boils down to common sense, like I was telling you before. But it shouldn't take two or three years for them to have to worry about whether or not they're going to live or die. You know, so, and and to be honest with you, speeding up that vetting process would also help greatly on the illegals that come across the southern border. It's how many How many bodies are they finding out in those mountains? People dying. Well, there's not mountains where I live. It's flat, but they find a lot. Um, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, though, where the mountains yeah. are at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's over toward New Mexico and West Texas and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, they find a lot. I mean, you know, I ranch, so I farm and ranch. So anytime that you see buzzards, you, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "Man, I hope it's one of my cows, and I don't go find a kid." And and that's that is a legitimate concern that we have, an absolute legitimate concern that we have. Um, I've been tied to a tree and shot while checking my cows. So um, it had a little to do with some political stuff too, but that's a topic for a different day. Um, but I mean, it, it really is the wild west down here. It is the wild west. So let's let's make it a little lighter conversation, a little more, a little personal first before we get to Steve and Jenny. And I appreciate everyone who's here again. Um, you have no idea. Like I said, I if you go back and listen to the beginning of this, I did it in the very beginning so like you guys can catch it. But I know Jenny has already signed up to the website, became a member. I appreciate that. Um, Steve, uh, most people that are here have done so already on my website personally. But we have the link for his YouTube channel. 
Um, he's showing his tour and everything, his family. Can we kind of talk about real quick what, what's kind of your strategy with the touring America with your family, with your truck and trailer, and you know making a little home in that trailer for you guys, and kind of how much your son does not want to get out of it. Um, <laughs> um, can you kind of make a little lighthearted, like kind of like learn about you and your family, and then um, the fact do your yeah. family support you? Does your your kids and your wife support you? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I could. There's no possible way I could do this if my wife and kids didn't support me. I mean, I couldn't give 110 percent. There'd be no way. And and hey, what is a man without his wife and children? If they, if a man doesn't listen, if a man doesn't have a strong family and he doesn't have a good wife that's got his back, it's hard to accomplish anything because. I'm telling you, I wish you guys could just understand how how my wife has completed me. You know, it, it says in the Bible that that um, it's two different halves, and when you put them together, it makes a whole. I never really understood this until until I met my wife, and and it's a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's I couldn't do it without them. Um, so our idea is we got a. 24 foot long enclosed cargo trailer and um so we built we built like a camper like a whatever rv whatever you want to call on the inside me and my son me and him we did we did that project together my daughter was out there working too but she's a year and a half old so she she just kind of hides stuff where you your son is three years old and he's helping you build stuff Oh yeah, he's been walking. And, he's been walking and and can talk in complete sentences and carry on a conversation since he was ten months old. Um. So anyway, so so he gets out there and um, um, he gets out there and he helps me out, you know, and he helps me get everything done and and um. He's so excited. So, so our idea is that we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna drive all over the United States and just meet people. I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, it's just simple. You just get out there and you meet people. You shake hands. You don't stand on a platform and talk down to people. Stand toe to toe and eye to eye with people, and you talk to them. You see what kind of community they live in. You see firsthand what they're going through. You know, it's one thing you can tell me what people are going through, and then I can go see it for myself, and 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 I, I can come up with some with the with the solutions you know so i mean that's it we're going to drive all over the united states we're going to hit every big town big city um small town whatever we possibly can it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you tell me we don't go in there that's a rough neighborhood i'll say well i'll see you when i get back i'm going you know uh i mean that that's the plan um this is going to sound kind of strange but i base off most of my plans by a comment that my grandfather told me the entire time I was growing up, he goes, he goes, whether it's in business or personal life, always remember this. I said, what? He goes, keep it simple, stupid, and you'll be successful. And so I kind of base it off that, you know, I keep it simple. I can't, I don't call people stupid, but, <laughs> but I, I keep it simple. And, and that that's, that's what it, that's what the United States needs. We need to keep it simple. We need to do what's right. You know? Absolutely. And then one more, more quick, quick thing before Steve goes. Now, did you have a, did you talk to God about this before you made this decision? 
And, you know, I, I know you brought him up a few times and I think that, you know, when you and your wife met each other and you, you know, you, you got, you know, your, your amazing family, um, can you elaborate on your relationship with God and, and also elaborate on the separation between church and state? Because it's been messed with because I feel like people are trying to make this a godless country. So when they say that there's supposed to be a separation between church and state, like they don't want to say in God's name and our pledge of allegiance, but the real separation in church and state is this whole nonprofit and tax exemption. And, and then the government controlling state, um, the churches and kind of in a sense, threatening them. Um, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, they shut down during COVID and opened up a bunch of them were given vaccines. So what are your, well, my thoughts on separating the difference between church and state is just a great way. Of, it's just a, a political way of saying we don't care what you believe in and we don't care about your God and we're going to do things our way, worship us. I mean, that's what it is, you know. And, yes, they have been taking God out of out of this uh, out of the country. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I remember whenever I was in elementary school, there was two things you always did before school started. One was pledge allegiance. Two was praying. Um, no matter what, didn't matter. And if you chose not to do it, you got in trouble. <laughs> there was no, there was no option. You had to do it. Um, so they've taken all that out. Um, but, but it's just a control mechanism, you know, and th that's all it is at the end of the day. It's just a control mechanism and we've allowed them to do it, but yeah. no more. And, and you asked about my relationship with God. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, I've had a, I guess just about like any other normal person, I've had a rocky relationship. I don't always listen to what he tells me to do, you know, and when I don't, I, I've noticed in the years that I tend to pay for it. So I got to where I don't question him anymore. But, um, um, last end of January, 1st of February, I actually had a major, major stroke and was paralyzed on my right side. I couldn't talk. Um, I couldn't anything. And, um, so I remember I was laying there in a the hospital bed and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Well, I'd straight off from the path that he set me on to make money. Like most people have, you know, in the past. So, so that's what I did. Um, and, and he just brought me back down to earth. You know, he, he humbled me and, and, um, so I, I was having conversations with him while I was in there. I remember three days later, the neurologist came in and told me, he goes, we don't believe, and I, I couldn't speak. He said, we don't believe that you're ever going to gain um, uh, your mobility back in your right side. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I said, God, you got more for me to do. Let's prove him wrong. And it took every ounce of everything in my body to get my <laughs> And this, I know this sounds horrible, especially having a conversation about God, but it took every ounce of everything I had in my body to get my hand lifted up just enough to shoot that neurologist a bird. Well, when I did that, man, if you could have seen his face and his eyes and he patted me on the leg and he goes, boy, you'll be walking out of here. Sure enough, a week later, I was walking out. I refused to be put in a wheelchair. I was going to fight him on it. It didn't matter. I didn't care what their insurance said. I didn't care about none of that. And I did not walk good and I did not talk good. I stuttered, you know. Um, um, so, and I stuttered for a while. And I was always making this joke. And I know this sounds horrible, but I would make this joke to people. And I would say, you know, I sound presidential. 
And I think you guys know what I mean by saying that. And um, um, so not, <laughs> not, long, not, not long after all that happened, I had someone that, that, that I thought I could trust kind of trick me into signing some papers. And I ended up signing my business over and all my money. So I lost a bunch of money. Pretty much everything that I'd strayed from, from what I was supposed to do, God you know, was taken away from me. And uh, so here I am, 38 years old, wife, two kids, house payment due. And I'm laying and I'm praying. And I asked God, I said, God, what do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do, I will not question you. You tell me what you want me to do. And he told me, he said, I have protected you. I've wrapped you in my, in your, I've wrapped you in the armor. I command you to pick up the sword and fight. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I just knew I had to go out and do something. I had to, you know, there was something that I had to do. Well, the whole presidential thing kept coming up with a joke, but I kept getting better and better and better to where I could talk and I could walk and I could work and I could do all that stuff. And uh, so I said, well, maybe, you know, this is stuck in my head. Maybe it's politics. I said, I hate politics. Man, I hate politics and I can't stand politicians. You got to be kidding me. So this feeling came over that I should do it. So I decided to run for state senator, District 27, down here in my district. I don't know, a few days after I'd run for state senator, I ended up getting shot and tied to a tree. Um, I, I did run as a Republican. Now, I did do that. That was a mistake. But I did run as a Republican. And But but it was good that I did because I, I had a crash course on, on dirty politics. I got to find out that, that um, both parties are the same. <laughs> They're no different. They work together. Don't ever think that they don't. And uh, when I would go up to Austin at State Capitol and I'd sit there and I'd tell them, I'd say, hey, look, man, down there, it's just the same people. I said, they just split themselves within the two parties and they're just like, I know, but we want to win. Don't worry about it. You're either with us or against us. So I'm like, well, piss on y'all. And so I dropped from the Republican Party oh. and become. Huh? Real quick, I just say, see if you can go next, but I don't want to forget this note. Um, go ahead, because you're supposed to tell us what happened, because when you go and look at your uh, Ballotpedia stuff, the Republican Party did something to you. What happened? Yeah, that's exactly what I was fixing to say. So I, I, I told them to piss on them, and, and I was, I was going to run as an independent, and they said, that's fine with me. So they went and they put me down that they disqualified me. So now whenever you look, it does show that I'm a presidential candidate, but it shows that I was disqualified running for state senator of District 27 on the Republican docket. And I I just think it's funny. You know, I mean, they're coming at me trying to make me look bad, but, God, they didn't learn anything. I mean, it's me. You think I'm going to take it laying down? You think I'm not going to talk about it? I'm going to try to hide it? I mean, I'm the guy that comes up and says, I'm running for president, and I've been in jail. I went to jail one time for something that I did. And I went to jail 27 other times standing up for other people. And I, 29 doesn't bother me a bit. You know, come on. Like, why, why are you doing this? You think I'm not going to be honest? You think I'm going to hide it? But they're really that way. They're so political and they're so set in their ways that they think everybody's scared of them. Yeah, piss on them. That's what I got to say about that. 
So please go ahead. Ask your questions. Um, I know I heard you say you have kids. I have a daughter, so I understand where you're coming from. So my question would be um, about these indoctrinating kids in all type of schools from kindergarten to third grade and up to high school. What would be um, your stand on that? And also, if you can answer, would you bring back civics in schools? Okay. <clears throat> Whew, I got to be nice. on. No, I don't have to be nice. So, anyway, you're talking about how they're dumbing down our kids and how they're pushing them further and further to the left. So, yeah, it's got to stop. It's absolutely got to stop. And I am fixing to create an enemy, and I don't care, but I'm going to tell you who the problem is, what the problem is. It is the school board labor union. They are the problem. I ain't saying they got to go, but they need to change their ways. I will never send my child to a, to a, a public school. I will, if I can't afford private school, I'll homeschool them myself. I will never, as long as they're still teaching the nonsense that they're teaching in schools, it will stop. It will stop. You can see how the parents are standing up to this. It's going to stop. And if I get elected, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to do you everything in my power to put a stop to this. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. And as far as civics go, heck yeah, it's a whole hell of a lot better than Common Core math, isn't it? I, of course we can bring it back. You know, it definitely, uh, it definitely is. <laughs> I think, you know, we teach, we teach, um, home ec. We, well, when I was in school, I was taking home ec and, and shop. I think we should teach kids, um, gun safety as well. Like, I feel like if, if we're going to also do these kind of things like home ec, then why not teach our kids how to safely hold a gun, use a gun, load a gun? Um, kids, parents are the ones teaching it right now, right? So when you, I see, when I, I seen it at school or something, kids like learning safety and shooting guns and stuff, they try to act like, like they were some kind of malicious or something. Like they're evil or bad. Oh no, these kids shouldn't have guns, but it's okay when you see Ukrainian kids holding guns in front of a Nazi flag. That's, 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 it's, it's because someone told you not to like it. It scared people into make guns scary. Um, I'm not going to tell you the exact quote, but I was recently reminded something recently. The disciples carried swords. So what makes you think that Jesus or God don't want you to protect your life? Why would the disciples carry swords? So if we want people to be safe and everything like that, if that's the whole key of everything, we should focus on safety, not regulating more. But it is on purpose because it's not about you. It's not about your safety. Just like wearing a mask. It's not about your safety. It's about power and control. But what do you think about that, Philip, and the whole civics piece of it, like, you know, teaching how to properly, what, how a gun functions, all these things like that. It's like, you know, teach your kids, like, hide your guns from them. But I feel like if you teach them safety, like I, my, my father had guns, lots of them. He cleaned them in front of me. I never had the intention to go to school and do anything. I never had the uh, ever to do anything bad, but he taught me some safety. And you know, you know what? Don't touch these things. Or um, this is loaded. 
Like it's it's just how you have to have communication with your kids. You can't hide everything from your kids. Well, yeah, I mean, we have to we have to educate our kids about anything, you know, whether it's gun safety or anything else. But I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, there would be a lot less deaths if if children knew exactly what a gun did. I mean, where do they get their education from? A freaking video game? I mean, come on now. Um, my grandfather, uh, he was in the military in the fifties, and I remember being a child. And he had a twenty-two long rifle, and he had me out there crawling on my belly like we were in the military, teaching me how to use a gun the same way that he learned, you know. And then the school that I went to in South Carolina, um, they didn't call it gun safety; they called it hun- hunter's education, which is which was different than the hunter's education they had now. It was similar to home ec. It was just basically, I guess you would call it gun safety. I mean, you learn the proper ways to to handle a gun, take care of a gun, dismantle a gun. Um, not to look down, simple stuff. Don't look down the barrel. Don't touch the trigger until you get ready to pull it. Never point it at a person, you know, never shoot it, never shoot at something. If you can't see exactly what it is, it's simple stuff, but that's stuff that children don't learn because their, their gun safety classes, their courses come from a video game where they're shooting other people. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely something that we need to involve for sure. Um, but the education problem, one of the biggest education problem is, is the first thing that we got to teach our children how to do is how to actually learn, how to question what they are learning, not just sit there and say, well, my teacher said it was true, so it's true. You know, they're just repeating. And, and it all boils down to who can make the higher scores at the test at the end of the year and what schools look better. That's what it boils down to. They don't give a shit about the kids. And teaching us to respect authority, like uh, Eric Cartman on South Park would say, respect authority. Um, so flamethrower is uh, an Alex Baldwin question mark. That's hilarious. But next up we have Jenny. Thank you for being patient. Um, John hasn't spoken yet. So after Jenny, we're going to go with John. Jenny, I am so happy that you came and got to speak to you with Phillips tonight. You kept your word. I respect you, girl. Well, it's really fun to get to know a new candidate, and I think it would be a real kick to see Philip debating President Trump, because I think he's going to run in 2024, and I think that would be a debate we'd all love to watch. So my question for you, Philip, is we all know that one of the most important things that a president does is he picks judges, particularly Supreme Court judges, and with Clarence Thomas having his health scare this past week, I'm really nervous that President Biden's going to get a second pick. So what type of a judge would you pick and what qualities would you look for in a Supreme Court nominee? Okay, that's a very simple question. Number one, they have to be a constitutionalist, first and foremost. Anything other than that does not matter. If it's not the Constitution, it does not matter. And two, no matter what race, what sex, whatever they so happen to identify as, they have to be qualified, period. They they have to be qualified. They have to love America. They have to love the people. And they have to obey the Constitution. And, And 
It's really that that that's a very simple question for me. I mean, that, that it, it has to be that. There's no no other way around it. Who's your favorite justice? And it could be even somebody from way back. The ones that I've researched, what little bit of research that I've done on them, I don't really have a favorite. And here's the reason why. So many of them veer from the Constitution that it, it really doesn't matter, you know. Um, so I can't really say that I have a favorite. And I can't name all the ones, even the ones from way back, you know. I mean, I can't do it. But I do know that they, they veer pretty far from the Constitution. So I, I can't really answer that, to be honest with you. I'll research it more and see if I can't pick out a favorite. But if I don't like any of them, I'll let you know that, too. Well, thanks so much for taking my question. And it's fun, Donnie, listening to you host. I think you're a really good host. All right, thank you so much. Are you sure you don't have any other questions, Jenny? Are you sure what? Are you sure you don't have any more questions? Well, I could take all night, but I I know you've got other callers, and I don't want to... You're good. You can at least what? do one more because that one was what? too easy, he said, right? So do one more, please. All right. Let me think of a more difficult one. Well, listen, well, you think of a, a more difficult one, and then I can shoot you my number, and then you can, we can debate about it all you want. Maybe I can learn something from you, too. You never know. This, well, is how, this is how you get educated. I have this thing about talking to men privately. I just don't do it out of respect for my husband. I'm well, very, cool. I'm I very comfortable that. talking to people openly on an open forum, but I just don't email or call other. Well, men. I respect that. Okay, thank you. Um, let me think. I, I think one of the things that President Trump got hammered for the most was just his um, clear patriotism: America first. You know, not getting caught up in the in the wars. Let's bring people home. What would you do with our military? We've heard that the 82nd Airborne's going over there, getting ready to perhaps get involved in the Ukrainian war. What would you do if there was a conflict like what we have going on with Ukraine? Would you stand by our NATO allies or would you just say, sorry, boys, you're on your own and bring the troops home? Sorry, boys, you're on your own. Bring the troops home. We have no business. We have no business being in that war. It is none of our business. We may have had a hand in creating it. But as far as American people go, and as far as those guys that are over there, our guys and girls that's got the boots on the ground, they do not deserve to die for that. They do not deserve to die for that. I would rather have them here running a soup. I would rather have them standing here running a soup kitchen, feeding our homeless and helping our people out than going over there and fighting a war that has absolutely nothing to do with us. Period. So bring them home. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have homeless veterans who are not being taken care of, but you can send billions of dollars over to another country. That's insane. And I hope um, Garcia, Rudy Garcia, you said, how about wars? I hope that answered your question. If you want to dig into that question some more, please go ahead and add, uh, become a caller. I'm going to add John now. All right, John. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, there you are. Oh, sorry about that. I I, I didn't uh, 
Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I wanted to make a, a few statements that kind of could lead into some questions, but, uh, I think, you know, schooling is like really, really important to me. You know, I have two boys, but my oldest, uh, had dyslexia really bad. And, um, it was a nightmare trying to get any help because all the schools, public schools want to do is just put them in special needs, right? Which is basically they're giving up on them and that's almost like the kiss of death. And so whatever it took, I mean, I gave up my retirement at the time, whatever it took to put him in private school and get private counseling regarding the dyslexia so he could learn how to learn his own way. And, um, you know, I was very proud that, that, you know, he, he, I put him through college. He graduated first in his class at U of H in accounting. And, uh, so these types of things can be addressed. It's just the schools don't care and they don't really know how to address it. And so they just like try to just put them away in a certain section and they don't really address it. So I, you know, I'm really for, uh, you know, enforcing more like school choice, I would love to see where parents can choose where they want to send their kids and, you know, be able to take advantage of charter schools and, and things like that. And uh, also I wanted to make a comment on trade schools. Um, it's interesting because I'll talk about my son again. You know, he got his MBA in accounting and he's doing really well with a big four accounting firm, but he had a friend who had flunked out of A&M, went into welding in a trade school and this friend of his now is making twice what my son's making in accounting. And he's like, well, what did I do wrong? I said, well, you didn't do anything wrong. I said, you know, you probably have more upside over the long run. But I said, yeah, you know, trade schools, we there is a definite need. And I had that talk with him before he started college. But, you know, he had his mindset. He wanted to do college and all that, which was fine. And and uh, I did what I could to just put him through. You know, I put both my kids through. But he, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, everybody has this focus on college. Everybody has to get college. I, I believe that people really should uh, know about trade schools and the opportunities that are out there because there are a lot of good paying jobs. I mean, companies will kill for good welders and pipe fitters and, you know, things like that. And there's a real demand for that. And you really caught my attention when you were talking about trade schools earlier because I think that that would give a, you know, kids, whether they're in the inner city or wherever, you know, a path on getting, you know, getting out of poverty in some cases. And, 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 but it, it does give them a path other than just, well, you, you know, you got to go to college to uh, make something of yourself. Well, that's not true. I mean, there's incredible opportunities in trade schools. So, uh, Philip, I was just wanting you to comment maybe more on that. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the uh, answers are, you know, really more school choice and really letting people know about trade schools because there is a real need for people that have skills. And uh, I would like to see more emphasis on that. I think that would that that's a big thing that the country needs. And I think it's, you know, presents a lot of opportunity for, you know, the younger generations and so on, you know, kids that are getting out of high school and wondering what they're going to do. Can they afford college? Well, if you go to trade schools, you can still have a outstanding, you know, good paying career. So I'll, uh, I'll listen. Okay. Yeah. You are right about the free choice on schools. I, I'll agree with you a hundred percent on that. And as far as the trade schools go, the reason why I, I push the trade school deal is 
Think about it this way. So you go to a college for four years and you you get this huge debt. And I don't know, let's just say it's for underwater liberal basket weaving or something. I mean, I'm just making something up here. And it's for something that you'll never get a job for. You'll never, ever get a job. You're not qualified for anything. Okay. But you still have this huge debt. Well, it's it's your debt. You got to pay for it. How are you going to pay for it? Right. Or you can choose to go to a trade school. So you go to a trade school and by the time you get through your first year, you've already got people offering you jobs. Hey, hey, look, come work for us. We, they're competing for you, not the other way around. In college, you have to go compete to get the job against other people that went to college. You have companies if, competing for you to, as soon as you graduate to come work for them with a lot less debt. If I could make a quick comment on that, there's a guy here in Houston that he has a home improvement show uh, you know, on the weekends and the mornings. And, uh, he, he does have a, he, he does teach in a trade school. Like he'll teach, uh, I think it's pipe fitting. And I don't remember some courses. He says that when his students go through the course, he says there are companies waiting in line to hire them and they'll start them off at like 85 K, you know, just, you know, some of these are, you know, uh, high school graduates that get into trade school and they get into a really good paying job. Right. And then like what happened with my my uh, son's friend, you know, he got into, you know, he went to welding school and then he got into a managerial job and he's making like 150, 175. And I mean, these are good paying jobs. And, you know, and these are people that go to trade school. And, I, you know, again, this is a story that's not getting out. But but, yeah, you could go to law school and you're still going to be shuffling paper and and uh you know making copies at the copier for somebody or something like that you go to trade school you can have a real meaningful good paying job absolutely and we just need to get out there and we need to educate more people and let them see that they have that option and the ones that feel like they don't have that option well we need to show them that they do i mean that's it you know listen let's let's think about the inner city communities real fast you know there's a lot of people that get into drug dealing or gangs or whatever the case may be, uh, prostitution, whatever the case may be, because they, they, they genuinely feel like they have no choice because they have been brainwashed into thinking that they have no other choice. Well, it, we need to get out there and show them, say, hey, look, it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you were. You can go to this trade school and you can learn a trade and you can get out, and you can make more money than you ever made selling your body, selling drugs, and you never have to look over your shoulder. You can supply for your family all the drama, all the BS that you've been told that that you have to live in. We can eliminate. And and they don't know that they can make more money than a college graduate. I mean, they 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 don't know that, but they can. They can make more than a college graduate with a six or eight year degree. Yeah, but they don't. But they, they don't because our government would prefer to have people indoctrinated and and, and sent agree. to a college, to sent to a college, to so they can be brainwashed even further. Bingo. That, that's yep. what it boils down to. Yep. You know, and and we we do have to get people. 
you got to have some kind of trade. I mean, it just, it just, that's just me. You know, you got to have some kind of trade. So, any other questions, John? And then, yeah, one second. We have some more lines. I'm going to. Uh, I was looking to see what people were saying about Hohen. The when I posted your stuff up on Gab, and someone has said something like, "Oh, Trump should get him as his running mate." So this is my response. Um, Trump picked the Republican Party over the people. The people who really support him push for him pushing the Patriot Party, um, running outside of the Republican Party. He chose the Republican Party. He's endorsed rhinos. He has endorsed people who are no good, who are not American first. And it's like against what he's saying. So supporting that party even further for me, that's why I'm so gun ho on um, not supporting Republicans or um, even the Libertarian Party. I will support independents first um, who are constitutionalists. So it's our duty to defend our rights and our liberties. So it's not us defending our rights and liberties if we have a loyalty to a party over those things. So I just wanted to bring that up and you can say your thoughts on that. But I just wanted to give you kind of the context of, you know, we're going to run into that because people are like, oh, well, Phil can be great, but he should work with a Republican because we're going to lose. If a Republican wins, that doesn't mean we win. They've been in office for how long? We haven't won. Texas, they push us constitutional carry. And then people think it's such a great thing. When it first went through, there was no constitutional infringements. The Republican Party forced, because Republican Party here has the power in Congress here. They forced the infringements. So if you actually stand for liberty and freedom and all this stuff, then why would you support a party that does not stand for you? They don't represent you. So all you're going to go do is get on social media and complain and moan and talk smack. Because what you do is you act like, okay, I don't want to be held responsible for my actions and my beliefs. So I want my representatives to be blamed for it. And that's scary. Look how America has been represented by these corrupt politicians on both sides. We have been, we've been told that we're standing for liberty and democracy over here. But other countries look at, looking at us like we're bullies because that's true. Now, as the people don't stand up against it, and then we're in accordance and agreements with that. So d- that's dangerous. So if all these other countries want to gain up on America, we're going to be all hurt. It's not probably going to be America anymore. We have to rule in this regime. They have to be held accountable. And I think the, 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 as much as I don't want people in prison and jail for unconstitutional things, I think it should be a higher um, crime for anyone that wants to go against your rights. That's my life. What's life living without your life, your rights and your liberties? So if someone takes any of those things away from you, the crime is higher. It should be higher. Because no, if, if I'm not going to try to infringe your rights and hurt you or silence you, then okay, I'm on my own business. But if you're intentionally going out there to infringe on someone else's rights, you're taking a life away in a sense. What are you without your your rights and your liberties? And then I'll bring on Robert um, next. But Philip, do you want to add on to what I just said? Oh, real quick. Uh, Trump also pushed the vaccine. Yes, I have a real problem with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, <clears throat> I made a statement the other day, and and I've made it a lot more since since I made it. Um, voting for a party is like making a deal with the devil to bring people closer to God. It don't make sense. They are not for us. They are. Not, it doesn't matter which side it is. They're not for us. And the faster that we realize this, the better off this country is going to be. And if we don't realize it, I promise you, there will be no more country sooner than later. I mean, it is what it and is. If you don't believe it, and if you don't believe it, go look up how the Romans fell. Pay, go look at that. If you don't believe that. Um, Robert, please go ahead. And we're at 8.51. Look at this, guys. We're going way over the hour mark. Um, but I, if you want to speak, please make sure you uh, come up here. If you just want to type something up, type it up. We'll cover it. Um, but we're going to try it, trying to close out by 9 o'clock. But we have to stay a little longer. That's okay. Because, you know, this is important. We want to have these conversations with you guys. So if you haven't spoken yet and you want to speak, please make sure you request now. Because I want to get off here by 9 o'clock, if not 9.15. Your mic is open, but I can't hear you. So let me move to Cole, and then we'll come back to you, Robert. Um, you might have to request to be a next caller again. Okay, Cole, go ahead. What, what free leather agency you would you get rid of first? And how would you get the gold standard back on the American dollar? Okay, which federal agency would I get rid of first? Man, that one's a tough one now. You, you threw me you threw me a curveball on that one. And the reason why I say it's so tough, Cole, is because really the only people that, that really know what's going on and needs to know who needs to be uh, eliminated are the people that are in power. All we know is what we the media tells us and, and what we think we see. So that one's pretty tough. Um would I get rid of any of the federal agencies if they needed to? And I seen they needed to. Absolutely. Which one? I don't know. Would if they need to stay, I'll keep them. But they need to be restructured. They need to be, they need to be uh, reorganized. And I don't. I have a hard time understanding why we need so many different federal agencies. You know, that's one of the things I have a hard time understanding. And um, shouldn't the, any federal agency? This is something to think about. Shouldn't any federal agency, shouldn't the only job that they have should be to protect our constitutional rights? That should be their only job. So I would have to do a lot more research before I could answer it any further than that, because I don't want to tell you wrong. Um, and and what, was it, what was the second question again? How would you get the American dollar back on the gold standard because the Constitution... The Founding Fathers put our dollar on the gold standard for a reason. Bring bring all the companies and bring all the work back to the United States. No. How do you bring the 
gold. Back. Oh, the gold standard. How do you yeah. bring it back? Well, that's another thing where you'd have to. I'd have to really research it. I would tell you this. I do think it does need to come back. I think our paper money needs to be worth more than the paper it's written on, and that's pretty much all it's it's worth. I mean, hell, it when he it's too rough to make good toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not even it's not even good enough to wipe your butt with, and and that's how I feel about it. So we we would just have to figure out. Man, I would have to research that more, and I would have to really get into it to figure out exactly how we could get it to where our money was a gold note again or a silver note again, to where it's actually worth something. And then here's another thing, too, uh, Cole. We have to figure out where the gold is at. They've stolen it. They've taken it. They've stolen gold from other countries, all this other stuff going on. Uh, we would need to actually figure out where that gold at also. like That's a very important question. And I did say this too earlier. I feel like, um, you know, in the Constitution, you know, it was written that you cannot, you can't, we can't money launder, but our our whole country is doing it. But we need to figure out where the gold's at. And I think all these corrupt politicians have it all in their in their um, families. We have to take it back. Like, you know, Philip had mentioned earlier, we had to take all this stuff back from them. Um, but... If you were to come across some land with some minerals or some gold on it and you bought it from the government, which they shouldn't even own in the first place, they say that you have the grass, the dirt, and this area, but all that other stuff is mine. So what we have to do is find out where that gold is at, too, in order to – but I hear all these people talk about this stuff on their shows, gold standard, buy more gold. But we're getting sprinkles. We're getting crumbs, if you know, even still, how much gold is on this planet – we're getting crumbs of it. And so we need to figure out where it's at first because before we can say anything about the gold standard by itself. That makes sense, Cole? Yes, Donnie, that is true. But our constitution, we said it on the gold standard, they just did it unconstitutional. Yeah. Congress. Yep, they did. Like yeah, I said, they and they've robbed did. American citizens. They've robbed us of trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. And the dollars, um, gold. They stole from us. They gave us paper money. That's why that's why I had a show recently and I said, um, we're slaves. So what are we working for monopoly money for? We're working to make sixty K thousand, eighty thousand a year, it's not real money. So it's monopoly money. So we're actually slaves. So where's our gold at? And I can't answer that for you, Cole, until I become president. And to find out. I will find out. Uh, uh, so and, thanks, for, thanks for the question. That's why I got you on the team. And, and would you turn all... I agree, but I want to make sure our states aren't corrupted, too. Because they got a bunch of land, too. They've been buying up. And let China buy land over here. Like, come on, guys. Like, you're telling China this is so bad, but you're over here letting them buy land over here next to our military bases? Are you out of your minds? Um, Well, let me... uh, as far as giving the land back to the states, like Donnie said, it, it depends on whether or not the states are corrupted. But I'm going to tell you something. My first and foremost is the people. 
and and I know people say that you need to give the states your rights and this and that, and I agree with them, but I care more about what's best for the people, and every state is a little different. You, you can't do one for mm-hmm. one for the other. So I want everything to go back to the people, the people that it rightly belongs to. So how can we get the land back to the people? Well, we got to take it from the government. The only take way you got to take it from the government is you got to get somebody in office that is for the people, not for a party. You have to have somebody in there that is for the people, okay? And and they are for what the people wants, not for what a party wants. They are for the Constitution. That that that's what we have to do. I mean, it's 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 complicated, but it's simple. And you notice too something, Cole, that these people on both sides of the aisle. They don't talk about giving us our land back, ever. They don't talk about these things that are deep. They don't talk about the racketeering, the crimes of the government. I can't name one. As much as you may like Lauren, Mike, uh, Matt, or as much as you like um, Ron DeSantis, as much as you may like Marjorie Green, none of them have spoken on the heinous crimes as they're committed on American people. They have their talking points, and they push them. And that's the Republican talking points or Democrat talking points, libertarian talking points. That's why George Washington did warn us against his party systems. Because that's how you divide the nation. And honestly, people say, how can you unite the nation? And I tell them this is how you unite the nation. The Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, and the Bible. That's how you unite this nation. Because when people are been indoctrinated, all this propaganda, it turns people off. Um, like made people who are Christians seem like they're freaking crazy Bible thumpers, and a lot of them have been miseducated and they come off wrong and they preach their own gospel. That's a problem. And so, people who are like, Okay, I, I want to turn to God, but like, I'm turning to people who don't know what they're talking about is an issue. So, um, let me throw John back on here real quick and Robert, and then we're gonna have some closing statements with Philip after he answers his questions. Um, but real quick. Guys, this is a new platform, right? And I'm new at this platform, but this is a very important conversation. If you're listening, uh, one second, John. Um, can you mute the mic for me real quick? This is a very important conversation. If we can share this, um, if you were to go to the little button on top, um, I think it's, okay, the little um, box arrow thing, hit copy link. You can share it. Now, if you want to just, um, if you want to, at the end of all this, and once I have it published, you can um, cut out your clips of your questions and post it on all your social media platforms um, and share this with people. Because we have to, in order, it can't just be us, what, 11 people now or whoever's listening um, to get this across. If you don't even like him, then clip it and then share your people and see if they don't like it too. And also, this helps uh, grow the, the call-in uh, community to some extent. But this is a more of a, like I said, I, I, I would have been looking to have a podcast for a long time, but I need something community-based. This is way more community-based. So y'all got to share it. If y'all want to talk and do your thing, you can. Um, but John, uh, please go ahead, um, then Philip, and then Robert. Thank you, Donnie. Um, yeah, one in closing, you know, it's against the Constitution for the government to have a standing army, so to speak, on American soil. But the way the deep state has gotten around this, that they there are certain government agencies that include the Forest Service, 
the energy department, education department, treasury department that have their own basically armies that have, you know, helicopters, drones, fully automatic weapons, heavily armored vehicles, including in some cases tanks, full body armor, explosives, federal powers of arrest and apprehension. And, um, you know, and when somebody, you know, the previous caller, I think it was Cole asked, you know, what government agencies would you close? I right away said, well, Energy Department, you know, the NSA, you know, these very these very departments that have their own standing army, so to speak. Um, you know, why they need armored vehicles and all of these things is beyond me. But this is, in fact, real. And uh, this is what's going on. And and uh, we have to be aware of this. And, and uh, this, the, you know, the Second Amendment is so important. And, and uh, but, yeah, it's getting... Um, it's it's getting uh you know interesting i guess but uh you know developments like this and this has been going on where the agencies have been you know doing more and more of this uh through the years uh up through now and uh this is a real concern to me so uh that's uh one more statement i wanted to make in closing i guess and that's what's going on and you know you got the two parties in control and nobody's going to do anything about it. And, you know, you mentioned Ron DeSantis. I mean, he's come out in favor of the vaccine, too, which, you know, I have a problem with all the Republicans talking about this. Nobody's taking a stand against the vaccine. And uh, I have a real problem with this because I, Donnie, as you know, like I've been tweeting a lot about you know, Twitter's put me in jail a number of times. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm surprised I'm still on Twitter, but uh, for talking about stuff about the vaccine and stuff. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, all of these developments are very, very disturbing. So I'll close with that. If you guys did not know, no, y'all know John tags me and stuff. I, I'm in Twitter jail. <laughs> Technically with my main account, uh, my campaign account um, and my, my blog account separate from me, but I'm my main account where I meet. I've met John and Robert and Steve and Cole and all these other people. I've been censored um, over nothing, you know. And so I try. I don't like to have to censor myself. As a kid, I was raised in a very controlling household. I think that's maybe why I have this gun hole thing about liberties and freedom, because I expected to have it when I left the household. But then I'm an adult and I'm seeing. Okay, I guess my parents aren't the daddy no more. Now it's the government. Um, so I'm going to switch to uh, Philip, and then I'm going to add Robert now. Hey, John, I agree with your comment, but I, I, any listen, anything that's unconstitutional has to go, period. And I want you to understand that as a presidential candidate, I, I can't know everything. You know, that's what I need you guys for. Um, that's why I like having these conversations. You know, it's it's educational to me. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about every agency because, I mean, I don't. And that's why I was saying that I have to research it more because there's still a lot of stuff that I don't know. But but listen, I'm for you guys. So educate me. If you guys want something changed, if something's unconstitutional that I don't know about, by George, tell me, let's do something about it. You know, I'm a farmer that decided to run for president of the United States. It's impossible for me to know everything. So I really, really appreciate those statements like that, man. I really do. This is what it's going to take to change the country. We all have to, we all have to put in, we have to, we have to, we have to participate, you know, and I really appreciate that. I really do. 
Absolutely. And anybody who pretends to know everything, you probably shouldn't trust them because they're going to lie or trick you or run from you. And that's not what we need. Because, you know, if I don't know something, if someone's like, Donnie, here's this and this, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I research it. If I hear something I know about, I research it. And that's how we should have that mindset. We don't have to be right all the time. And when people claim to be right all the time, they're probably liars. And now, a lot of times when I post up stuff, sometimes I'm like, I'm standing on this. And I believe it. You know, prove me wrong. It's because I already did my research. So, therefore, I'm going to take those wins easily because I did my research on them before I posted them and put my, my name on it. So, I was, all this stuff with Russia and Ukraine came out, and I'm like, wait, I have questions. When everyone else was veering a particular way and blocking me because I was doing my research on it, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And, I, like I said, in the day, um, my whole focus is, like, the fact that uh, my my government and my country is corrupt. I don't want us getting involved in anything. I've I did my research. This is a this is a pattern in history. Um, they use us people as peasants, um, as livestock to do their bidding. How come they're not in the arena? And as much as they love to to fake that, you know, someone's a hero, um, for their country over there. How come we don't have our leaders actually out there battling? Because you look at the old stories, like the kings and stuff, or or the leaders were out there. And they're heroes because they were fighters. We have people hiding behind their people and using us as shields. And I don't think Philip would do that. Um, so we have to really pay attention to uh, what's history and who's using people, people as, as shields, taking my money, taking people that we care about and send them overseas for your own corrupt, selfish reasons is not patriotic. It's criminal. Robert, please go ahead. Um, Philip, I I have a couple comments. Can, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. You're a little quiet, but I can hear you. Ah, freaking mic. Okay, I, I'm sorry. My mic, uh, my mic is always having trouble. That's fine. I can hear you. Okay, is this better? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So, Philip. Here's here's one thing that really irks me when I uh, when I hear politicians start to talk about religion um, because I'm a Christian myself, okay? But I also know that there are hunt there are at least fifty different denominations of Christianity out there. Um, I I remember the the not the nineteen nineties wannabe theocrats. That we're trying to get, uh, that we're trying to get heavy metal banned. Which, by the way, I, by the way, when I was a teenager, I used to listen to that stuff. So, and I, the the GOP has its share of demons too, and and it's uh, when I hear politicians talk about uh, religion, and it, it, I, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh my God, are they going to try to? bring a theocracy here again uh because i like the constitution as it's written i like the fact that we can believe freely and that's that's what scare and by the way i've been an outcast in many churches because i do hold because when you preach uh generally speaking i hold you to what you're preaching if you're preaching tolerance I'm going to expect you to tolerate me too. If you preach love, 
I'm going to expect you to, you generally speaking, to to show to show me love as well, you know. So, um, it, and as far as things that are unconstitutional, I'll tell. Uh, if you look at my comments uh, in the like, I think property taxes need to go. All these city codes, uh, micromanaging uh, what you can do to your house, need to go, and uh, and because essentially we don't actually own anything. We own the house, but not the land it's on. And and uh, also, I'm sure you probably saw my text or wrote another thing. I remember is that I've seen in a lot of churches where. Single men don't really seem to have a place. I'm 40 years old, no wife, no kids. So, is so, but we seem to be the forgotten people in the church because uh, a lot of people have the attitude, well, you'll find a wife one day, you'll have, you'll have some responsibilities. Well, what if that's not God's plan for me? Who are you to say that? You know, that's, that's the attitude. To, that's that's why I always give them back. So, you know, when it comes to Christian Christianity, we need to make sure everyone's represented, not just not just the stereotypical husband, wife, and kids. Okay. Well, the comment I'm going to start with the comment that I've made for uh, as far as my wife goes. Everyone is different. Okay. Everyone is completely different. For me, I needed to find a good woman and have kids to settle down. That's what I needed. And, you know, God provides us for what we need. Now, as far as belonging to a church, I understand completely what you're talking about from belonging to a church. I do not belong to a church. The world is my church. My church is where God leads me. As far as the Constitution goes, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way the original Constitution was written, and it needs to stay exactly the way it is. And your 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 comment on free will, God give us free will, you choose to do as you please. Okay? It is not my place to judge you what you do or don't do. It, if I become president, it is only my place to make sure that you abide by the Constitution. That's it. Okay? Um, man, the fact that I I wish I could be like you and 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 well, I don't want to be single again, but when I was single, I wish I could have been as strong as you are now. And, and I, man, I give you props for that. I give you props for that. I really do. Um, th- that's great. And, and, and I hope I was, I wasn't trying to offend you. I was just talking about me personally. And if you, as you notice, I may, I said right at the beginning that I really don't talk about my, me personally. And that's the reason why I don't. And that was the one personal thing that I talked about. Because I never want anybody to think that I judge them because they're not like me or they don't believe the same as I do. You know, Donnie, I've talked to Donnie about this over and over and over. I love everybody and I like everybody, whether I know you or not. Now, I will always love you, but if you ever give me a reason not to like you, chances are I'll probably never like you again. So, you know... But I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I understand exactly how it irks you. I've been in churches and been looked down plenty of times. I think it's happened to everybody, you know. 
Um, when you go to church, a lot of times those people are the first ones to cast the stone. And, um, man, kudos to you for for being 40 years old, single, and, and getting on with it, man. I, 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 I'll give you that. I really, I, good for you. Well, you know, I don't think that, I think the thing is when we talk about families and, you know, how it's not really about the grandparents having eight, nine kids, and it doesn't mean you're less because you have less. I was saying that I feel like it's been designed that way on purpose so that we don't populate as much. It's more expensive to have a family. Um, and they made government programs where the man, if the man's not involved, you'll get more back. It's, it's, it's just a design to hurt our society and our community. And it's never, um, if someone decides, I don't want to have kids, I don't want to do that. Okay, that's, that's your choice. Um, but I mean, I want to have kids. I want to have a family. But right now, I don't have that. But I'm, like I said, it's a money thing. And I'm, you know, I'm 34 years old. I'm not married. And so it's, it's I, I want to make sure that I give a two-parent household like I got, you know, growing up. Um, real quick before John, I have... The chat, wait, okay, here you go. True said to me, people blindly follow the narrative of our government and media. Kudos for doing your research. Thank you, True. Back at you. True's one of my favorite people on Twitter. Uh, when I ask people who say they really believe when I say, I can tell who who actually means it because they end up over here um, instead of waiting for me back, to get back on spaces um, because it's less effort. But, uh, John, please uh, go ahead, and we're going to shut this down here soon um, with the, the anthem. So, John. You calling on me? Donnie? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have much more to I, I don't know if I have much more to add. You know, to what Philip was was saying, yeah, my problem has also become, you know, my distrust of organized religion. And, and uh, I mean, I believe in God. I feel I have a, you know, I pray every day and everything, but, but um, it's hard to know who to trust nowadays as well. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, like when you see how, for example, the Catholic Church has really taken a lot of these immigrants and putting them throughout the country and stuff. And, and, uh, and, and you know, and I was raised Catholic, but I, I just have an issue with, uh, you know, with the church. And, and so, uh, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, I think, uh, like Philip says, you know, we, we have to, you know, it's our own personal thing, how we want to do it, I think. And I think I do have a strong relationship with God, but, but, uh, it's not through an organized religion. I, I just don't like the path. So many of them have gone, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, I think we have to take it upon ourselves to do our research and, and, uh, find our own path. And, and, uh, for many of us, it's led us to this forum. And I think this forum will continue to grow a lot. And Donnie, you've done an excellent job on this. And, uh, Philip, it's been great listening to you and getting to know you as well. So, uh, my kudos to both of you and everybody that's on this call. So uh, I think it's been I think it's been a great evening and I think it's been time well spent and I've really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, Philip, nobody knows everything. You know, we just learn from each other. I think that's what's really great 
about a forum like this. And uh, I think we all learn and grow from each other, truthfully. So, yeah, so. no, I agree with you 100%. And, um, you know, I, I know I have a lot. I have a lot to learn, you know. Um, we all do. We all do. Yeah. And, and why lie about it and why try to pretend like I know more than what I know? I mean, you know, it, it, it's I, I don't see that part of it. And um, and and your your the religious thing that you were talking about. When people ask me if I'm a religious person, I say no, I'm a godly person. <laughs> yeah, that's well said. <laughs> yeah. That that's the way I put it. I say I'm a godly person, not a religious person. So um, anyway. absolutely. And and uh, we're going to go ahead and close. So I'm going to say something real quick, and then I'll let Philip close it out. And I haven't done it in this space, but I'll let her, him close it out in prayer too. So real quick, nobody's going to save you, right? You have to save yourself. At the end of the day, we have to stand up and we have to defend our rights. We have to turn to God. So a lot of us like to turn to um, Google if you have a rash or or some kind of question medically or anything. You go to Google. They, they want to be our gods. And the only way they can have that power where they believe they can do that is if we give that to them. I have also picked up this new, um, what's the word I'm going to use, habit. I start praying to God first before I research, and I pray to go in the right direction. Regardless of what you think and believe, um, you want the right direction, Google's analytics, anyone's analytics will try to lead you down the path where you believe that they're the right choice. They're the right person. That's the right person you need to get your authority from. But our authority needs to come from God. And honestly, when I was younger, I used to think, man, these girls are harsh. Why? Like, I feel like I'm just set for failure here. But then I research and I reread the Bible with intentions and different intentions than I did before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this protects me. Everything that he's talking about that he's making rules for discussing. They're actually protections of you. I'm looking at, okay, my I use this example all the time. You all may listen to me a lot, but the worshiping false idols, the celebrity uh, worshiping, politician worshiping, government worshiping, all that stuff, those people lead you down the wrong direction, and then they're supposed to be the people who are influencing you and in your decisions, right? So when we want to be influenced, we need to be influenced by God. There are beehives for Beyonce. There's the barbs for Nicki Minaj. There's uh, Barty Gang for Cardi B. Where's God's soldiers at? Right? Where are we at? But why does it make Jesus great again trend? Why does none of that trend? Because they don't want it to trend. People have turned to other human beings to influence them. And my last thing I want to say, if we're going to defend these rights and freedom, if you believe that man gave you these rights and freedoms, how can you de- how can you defend them? Because if they gave them to you, they can take them away. When it comes from a higher power and it comes from God, it comes from the Father, that's how you know your rights are validated. And we have to remember that. And that's why sometimes someone's like, well, I, Donnie, I, we agree on everything that comes to the Constitution, but I'm an atheist. I don't hate you at all. But I want you to realize, too, like, think about where that came from. Why do you feel you have a right to stand for something? And that's all I have to say. 
then Philip, please go ahead, and then we're going to close it out. And yes, 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 Sean, we all should pray more, way more for everything. Go ahead, Philip. Okay, Donna, you know I cannot have these conversations without without letting James speak. You know he will not go to sleep. Every one of these, he has to say hello to everybody. So he prayed for. So <laughs> this is like it, it has to be this way, huh? I, didn't I will you, say James. Oh, say hey, Donna's talking to you. Let's ask her how she's doing. How you doing? <laughs> hearing your voice you always bright my day i always tell you are you ever mad because every time i hear you i can see your smile on your face when you're talking you're such a sweet kid well he'd have been mad if i wouldn't let him come in here and speak i don't know if you hear him or not <laughs> he, he was beating on the door and said my turn daddy my turn my turn oh <laughs> so, you're gonna give me a surprise okay well Say bye to everybody. Bye. Okay. So, anyway, um, sorry about that, you guys. I have to let him speak. Um, my goal, my goal is to put the power back to the people. It has to be that way. Listen, whether I end up in the White House or through this journey that we have together. The, the, the parties start listening to us, and I don't end up in the White House. Either way, I'm good with, because this journey is for one reason and one reason only. That is to put the power back where it belongs, like the Constitution states. Okay, we can do it. 100% we can do it. Not only can we do it, but we have to do it. We have no choice. We have no choice. We have to do it. So that, that's really the only thing that I've got left to say. And, um, you know, good night. James said, just said good night um, here at the Drake family. Whether no, no. You're not. Huh? One second. You're supposed to close out in prayer. Or James. One of y'all have to James, close out. James, you want to close out in prayer? You want to say, the, you want to say a prayer? Or do you, come here. I well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's pray. Ready to talk to God? Yeah. Okay, go. I I do this. Okay, you you put your hands up. God, thank you for that food. And what? Say, thank you for everything and be with everybody. Okay. God, thank you for that food. What? (laughs) I'll do it. Okay. Thank you for everything and thank you for everybody. And be with us as we go through this journey. And just let everyone know that you have their back. I'm doing it. Okay. God, thank you for that food. And And say, and be there for everybody. And be there for everybody. Show them your love. Show them your love. Amen. Amen. (laughs) There you go, guys. And that must have been some good food. <laughs> it must have been. It must have been. I haven't got to try it yet. God, thank you for that food. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. We're going to close on the anthem. God bless you all. Good night. Um, And you guys can check the live chat and how you guys.
can uh, reach out to Philip. Here we go. We hold these truths to be so evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute this government. Pursuing invariably the same 